Welcome to Telling the Tale. I'm your host, Mitchell Farley Wolf, and I'm here, as always, with Dustin the Rabbit Jackson. <laughs> I'll let you figure out why they call me that. Why do they call you that? <laughs> On account of my uh, feet. Oh, <laughs> cool. <laughs> uh, today, I think we might be covering, correct me if I'm wrong here, Game of Thrones, a Telltale series, episode 6, The Ice Dragon, released... Uh. Let me run that through the fact okay. checker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, yeah, that's what we were talking about. Okay. It was released on November 17th, 2015, directed by Kent Moodle, or Muddle, designed by Matt Almer and Matt Boland, written by Andrew Grant and James Windler. This is the finale of Telltale's time with Game of Thrones. They were in talks, uh, we, we, we've talked about before, to maybe do more Game of Thrones and uh, Dustin, I tell you, it is clear <laughs> that that was the case. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Boy. What did you think of this episode, Mitchell? I thought it was quite exciting. I thought it was really cool. Um, But I think they, they really should have just finished off their story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would have been a, a cool thing to do. I agree. I agree. Um, I got to clean, come clean with you, Mitchell. I hated this episode. Well, then you don't agree. You said you agree, but now... no, I agree. I agree with you that they should have just finished it. Okay. Wow. Okay. That, um, that part I agree with. So just like the whole thing, or was there a few things in particular that really got stuck in your craw? There were just a few things like overall, it's like uh, it's it's like fine, but it just left a bad taste in my mouth when it ended. And I think part of it is because of what you said. They really felt like they were going to do more Game of Thrones. You can feel it here. It never happened. And yeah. because of that, it uh, got under my skin. It made my skin a little wobbly. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Um, there are three major settings for the campaign by the way um because both of us lost asher at the end of last episode asher is now gone from the episode select screen for me did you notice yeah. that mm -hmm. i this is actually the first time i noticed that it corresponds to your characters i noticed that it was doing something like that before but i didn't notice it was so direct right because before the game started i noticed that ethan was there or before I started the first episode. And then by that time, Ethan was gone by the oh. next episode. His neck got hurt. Yeah, so there's there's three main areas of campaign here. There's the uh there's King's Landing with Mira. Mm -hmm. There is Ironwrath with uh for us Roderick, but it could have been Asher, and then basically the entire rest of the family. And the North Grove. We're there. We got there in this episode uh, with yeah. Garrod. It's uh, how do you feel about the North Grove? Um, it it is cool. I thought it was cool. Um, it's it's really like strongly season two bait. And, right. Uh, yeah. That's the one. Yeah, <laughs> like it really, really is. And it's a shame because they had a cool reveal. 
they were building this thing up over five episodes and i was starting to think like how could they ever do anything that's like interesting at all (laughs) in this uh just forest that's cold and (laughs) like what's gonna be here that matters because the entire story is about the south or or i guess iron wrath is still considered the north but south of the wall right um and i thought they had a pretty good reveal so let's I'm, i'm kind of beating around the bush don't know why i'm doing that uh there are two people that garrett Cotter and Sylvie meet when they get to the North Grove. They are uh, Josera and Elsera Snow. You know, you notice the name Snow. You know they're bastards. Yeah. Uh, and they don't seem to be wildlings either. Wildlings being the people that are like native to North of the Wall. They are um, Westerosi in some regard. And then you find out they are Forrester's kids. They're Gregor Forrester's bastards. Right. And you don't know who their mother was. You don't really know the context of why they were banished to be north of the wall. You don't understand this or that about them. Uh, But they are weird and magic. And I thought you'd at least like this. I was thinking like, oh, this is a little magical. This is a little different. Maybe Dustin's going to be interested in this. Uh, Um, No? (laughs) a, uh, A little. So I'm of two minds about the North Grove. Okay. On one hand... It, it's just kind of a place. I wasn't really that excited. It was just like woods. It was just like a forest. It, it really did not live up to what I thought it was going to build up to. Um, but on the other hand, it is kind of cool looking. I like ice forests. How do you feel about Elsera and Josera? Uh, I don't really. <laughs> Like, I I really don't want to come off as Mr. Sourpuss in this episode. Fair. I really don't just want to shrug everything off. But they really, they just didn't seem that interesting to me. Maybe if we had more time with them, I could get to know them a little more. But where we're at, like, by the end of the episode, I don't really care that much about them or these people that much. Like, I, I thought it was, like, a, a somewhat interesting reveal that they were uh, Gregor's bastards, but... Yeah, yeah. I don't know. They just don't really like. That's just telling you that they are something, and nothing is really done with it. They, yeah, they are Gregor's bastards. Uh, they, they are both magical in their own way. So Josera is a warg, uh, and that's a fun word. Yeah, right. Uh, a warg is a part of the lore. It's been in the the Game of Thrones lore since the beginning of the show. Actually, it, like right from the very beginning, you would know more about that. Uh, and I was, when we did like those first two episodes and I had like long winded moments of like, okay, let me just explain Game of Thrones real quick. Um, (laughs) wards were one of the things that I was hoping to not be relevant. (laughs) So I didn't have to explain it. Uh, although they are cool. The, a warg is someone who, uh, by going into a deep meditative state, they can transfer their consciousness into that of a companion animal. Okay. Oh, yeah, the polar bear. Yeah, so Joceros is a polar bear, which is awesome, because we've never seen that before. Uh, yeah, it, I like that. The, I like the polar bear. The most popular wargs in in the show are um, members of the Stark family. Certain ones of them can warg into their dire wolves. Uh, mm. When they were younger, they all got their own dire wolf. And... Uh, yeah, they they can go into the wolves. So seeing a polar bear do it, that's that's a very new thing. 
Yeah, that's cool. So I, I, I bet if for like fans of the show, this would be a much cooler because like for me, I have no reference. I just thought, oh, a polar bear. That's cool. Yeah, there's some like chosen one esque stuff about like who can warg too. So it means that <laughs> Josura is special. Okay. In in some regard. In fact, it might mean that he's related to the Starks. That might mean that's like who their mom is, maybe an extended mm. Stark cousin or something. Okay. Um I don't know though. Uh Elsera is a blood witch. This is pretty new to me. There is a blood witch in the show. Uh, she kind of just shows up for a while, does like a lot of freaky stuff, and then it, she's done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Elsera uh, is doing it to command, I guess, dead bodies. Is that what we found out they are? Um, I was a little confused. Me on... too. My My understanding was just... If you do the blood magic thing, that just kind of makes you stronger, I guess. But that's probably simplifying it too much and probably not right. Well, okay. So my take was she's got these warriors. They all, they just call them warriors and they're, they're like, oh, right. I totally forgot. She controls the other people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, that, I think they're I dead. Totally I think they're dead and she's animating their bodies. Right. Because once they snap out of it, they start attacking. Yeah, like she's losing control on them a little bit, and uh, right. they, they they start getting aggressive with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and and also, uh, while Garrod, Cotter, and Sylvia are up here, Garrod's wounds just progressively get worse. He got hurt by some. Uh, you mean Cotter? Sorry, yes, Cotter's wounds progressively get uh, get worse. He was hurt by a White Walker in yeah. like his rib cage, and he's going to die from this. And Elsera asks Garrod, hey, um, if you, he's going to die. If you kill him and give me his heart, I can use his life in a useful way. And I think that that was implying uh, she was going to use his body as a warrior. Mm. Like you, if you take okay. out the heart, do something with the heart, I like some sort of magical witch stuff, um, he can become a warrior. And, and then, yeah, that didn't even occur to me, but that makes that makes sense. Oh, uh, okay. That 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 turns it around because I th- this was an interesting choice because the other choice is Sylvie, also aware that Cotter doesn't have a chance and is going to die, uh, tells Garrod to give him Hemlock. Mm-hmm. Uh, or or Nightshade. I think it's Nightshade. Nightshade's the one. Yeah, I think they're the same thing. Um. Are maybe are are Hemlock and Nightshade the same thing? You're asking the absolute wrong person. You could tell me anything, and I would believe you. Um, yeah, I'm googling. Is Hemlock Nightshade? Um, do, 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 do. Nightshade is a general term for a family of plants, uh, one of which is Hemlock. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. Anyway, uh, she's got this nightshade, and she says, it's our way. You have to feed him the nightshade. It'll be comfortable. It'll just put him out and kill him pretty much immediately. But that'll ruin his body for Elsera. So you need to choose between, like, do I make Cotter's death useful or noble? Right. And what did you do? I gave him the hemlock. I'm not... I I don't care about Elsera's warriors. I like that. Yeah, and the thing is, 
they don't really care afterwards anyway. You yeah, give them the nightshade, cool and they're just like, all right. like, okay, yeah, I mean, it was your call. but Yeah, it makes it seem like a a, a big choice. It's like, oh, this they're going to be really pissed if I do this. But then, yeah, you give them the nightshade, and they're just like, yeah, no, we get it. He's your friend. Uh, it was the right choice. <laughs> it's like, cool. Yeah, she's, I'm glad she's I didn't pick the other one. Like, she, she wanted <laughs> Cotter's heart and, and his body to be useful in, in a way that would persist. But like she, she's not mad. She totally gets it. She's like, oh, I have okay, a feeling it would have not have. Yeah, I have a feeling it would not have gone the same way if you did not give him the nightshade. Sylvie probably would have been upset. Yeah, no. If Sylvie saw Cotter's like animated warrior body, you know what? I should look that up. I bet that's what happens, and I bet Sylvie does get upset. I I should look that up on YouTube. <laughs> Understandable, really. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> um. <laughs> Also, I have written in my notes here that Cotter asks, Garrett, if I get worse and I'm going to get worse, you have to leave me behind. And uh, I say, oh, you could get better. And then uh, in the top left part of the screen, it said, Cotter noticed that you didn't give your word. I wrote down in my notes, I always don't give my word. I might do it. I might do the thing that you're asking me to. I'm likely to even. But I'm not. I don't promise in Telltale Games. I don't do it. Right. I you know, circumstances. Yeah. <laughs> like what what if a completely different thing happens? I who's to say? <laughs> what yeah, if what? I decided to just reanimate your puppet of a body? Yeah, what if a blood which is like really convincing about needing your vittles and, You're really uh, not going to need that heart. Yeah, you're so, that's a great point. He's so <laughs> not needing his heart. <laughs> Yeah, it. I actually looked up like uh, what some other people did after I finished the episode, um, and I saw a lot of people saying they did the blood magic ritual, and I was just there s- sitting there thinking, hmm, they didn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> well, how did it go for them? I mean, that's I really want to. They know didn't. How that they goes. didn't. They didn't say. They just said that's what they did. Okay, we should have looked that up, but. Um... <laughs> I mean, I bet it's just the same, except at the end, one of the many warriors they have is Cotter's body. Right. And Sylvie's like, hey, man. Gross. That's not cool. I'm out of here. <laughs> um, well, so Sylvie actually stayed with Garrod. Um, And I don't know the age difference, but are they trying to like maybe hint at like a future romance of some sort? Sylvie I... seems really small. Is she a yeah. kid? Yeah. I assumed she seemed like she was like 12 or 13. That doesn't seem right. Oh, you see, I would have thought she could be 17, 18. Hmm. Yeah, she read to me as younger. Like a, That's a tricky younger in Game sister. of Thrones because unless you're doing the like pampered princess kind of character, you could really be any age all the time. <laughs> you could, yeah. Because the, the, the way Sylvie talks is very pragmatic. Like we need to go to the south and reconvene with mance raider and like okay that's what anyone would say so yeah I don't if know. she were a kid she'd say i want to play trucks yeah she didn't say that once yeah um yeah so let's just finish that part of the the episode because i feel like it's the most contained okay um you have the choice to either hunker down and defend the north grove continuously making good on uh, Lord Forrester's word to not let let the uh, North Grove fall. We're still not really sure why he said that. 
Yeah. Uh, like, why is it important? We, we, I mean, we know in a way because he has two kids there. But. Right, like, but it has to be something more than just that. Yeah, like, what are they doing there? Yeah. Um, other than Elsera just, like, building up this army of warriors. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe that's what he was, what he cared about. Um, so you have the, the chance to either hunker down there or make your way down to Ironrath, see what you can do with your army of like weird undead folk. Yeah. And, uh, I chose to go down. I'm, I'm leaving the North Grove. Ooh, interesting. I chose to stay. Okay. So how did, and, how did that go? Uh, they stayed. <laughs> Was that it? Like, did, did you have a laugh around the campfire? It's the camera panned away. No. Uh, so it's been a few days, so my memory might be a little uh, hazy. But from what I remember, he says we're going to stay here and defend the North Grove. And that's it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was like we had uh, Sylvie, Garrett, Elsera, and Josera in a line and then the warriors like all in front of them as they're like snarling and marching out of the north grove and we're making our way down south and then they cut away and that's basically that yeah for me they just stay where they are <laughs> yeah so these two characters these two um forester bastards are yeah you know what like it's tricky because I think they're cool. They can they can do cool stuff. They're clearly setting something up for the next bit. But like, yeah, man. In retrospect, they should have gotten back to Ironrath at the time that the big battle of Ironrath was happening. Yeah. It they, just, it's just like this should a have, wet fart. This whole bit should have, one, it should have taken place over two episodes. Because like all of a sudden we're moving very fast instead of slow in the north. Yeah. And it should have been episodes like time three it. and four or four and five. Yeah, you didn't need to drag out them getting here and then barely do anything with them. Yeah, like episodes four and five are just Garrett and Cotter north of the wall, right? Right. And they're just well, sort and of like, Finn. And Finn and, for me. and Sylvie. Um, yeah. And they're just like slowly getting there. That doesn't, that's nothing. Yeah, and it doesn't have any payoff. Like, you get there, yeah, but then what? You're just at a different place than you were. Yeah, I mean, they very well matched the speed of things that happen in the North quite well. Um, <laughs> that, that's true to the IP. But, like, yeah, I, if you if they knew that they were only getting one season, I think about all the different things that could have happened. Right. And and here's the thing. If they got another season, then I would totally forgive this. And I know it's not their fault. They thought they were going to get another one. They didn't. Hindsight's twenty twenty, But it's still... It, it's just lame to me playing it now. I know this isn't going to go anywhere. And so because of that, <laughs> yeah. this ending feels bad. And I, I feel that way for like almost all of these characters' endings. Yeah, I think that the the Iron Wrath ending feels very conclusive to me. Um, right. The the um, other two are a, a little more. Dude, what happened? <laughs> like, what what possibly <laughs> could have happened here? Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's so I told you after I finished that I was excited to talk about this episode. And I hate that it's because I just didn't like it. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it it's good. I, I feel good getting my thoughts out. I'm glad I, that you're you're fired up, regardless of yeah. your opinion. No, like after I finished that episode, you hadn't played it yet, but I so badly just wanted to tell you I thought it stank, bro. <laughs> oh man. Um But like I like we said, I don't think that's necessarily their fault with this Garrett thing. Th- but even even then, is, is Garrett like a, a big part to you of why it, it stank, or is that more in the other sections? I think it's pretty equally divided. Okay. Like honestly, I think Garrett's only the like only one where it's like, oh, there's like a little hope going forward. I I think I agree with Garrett and the Ironwrath story, the King's Landing story. I I actually kind of like. Um, and to me, it ended in a way that I thought was satisfying, but, um, Oh, I hated it, but well, let's go over there. Cause we, we finished the okay. North Grove story. So here's King's Landing. Um, the episode starts with Marjorie finally having it up to the proverbial here. And, <laughs> uh, she's like, okay, look guys, you think you're being sneaky. I saw all of it the whole time and it, <laughs> I'm not stupid, you know? Yeah, and and again, I really do like the the per, uh, the portrayal of Marjorie in this. I I like the <laughs> the way of like, guys, I let you get away with so much shit, and you keep disrespecting me. I don't know what to do about it. I guess I, I guess you're fired. Jeez. <laughs> Here's the thing about Lady Marjorie. I like your version of her more than I like this version of her in the game. Like there, the there's, way some, you're... there's some amount of like you gotta recontextualize how <laughs> how you're you're thinking of it because she's speaking in old like formal English, and you gotta just right. say, well, she'd probably be a lot like Courtney Kardashian if right. she were like... around today. <laughs> like in the game, she to me, she I'm just like, shut up, go away, you're mean. But then when you <laughs> talk about her, I'm it's just like an angry mother, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right. If she just said that, then I would be on board. Well, she she uh, makes it known that like the straw that broke the camel's back is Mira going to Tommen's coronation, right? Which was and a scene a I think scene. we both pointed out as being very strong, where she's going around and like playing the Game of Thrones with people. Oh yeah, I I love that. Yeah. And uh, you have to make a choice to either say the truth, which is that you forced Sarah to like help you get there, mm-hmm. or throw Sarah under the bus and um, <laughs> just have Sarah like be yelled at by Marjorie, and and one of you is getting fired. Right. And so, what did you stand up for or lie? I I told Marjorie that I made Sarah do it. I did too, but I really like that this kind of this kind of makes me feel a little better about Sarah kind of turning on you in the last episode because it it really puts you in a spot where you're like, oh yeah, guess you shouldn't have thrown me under the bus last episode. Guess what now, Sarah? <laughs> uh, like obviously, yeah. I'm not gonna rat out Sarah, but I really like that they gave you a reason to. Well, I like it because throughout this whole game, throughout this whole series, Sarah just keeps going like, I need you to not be weird. Could you just not <laughs> Please be don't the be way weird. I need you to, like, we're, we're in such a precarious position, but it's a good position if you 
don't be weird. We can just keep working for who's going to be the queen. She's going she to be the queen. sounds so desperate. Yeah, and she is, right? And Mira just keeps doing like, maybe I might do a little back alley shady deal. <laughs> I'm going to make this guy scream really loudly. Yeah, because I think as the player, you keep thinking, Sarah, look, I'm sneaky. <laughs> don't worry I'm, it'll be it. fine i'm good uh and then <laughs> in like this last at... episode sarah like okay look there were stakes <laughs> there were stakes. you actually were not good you weren't good and like <gasps> jesus dude you told me you were good are you owning up to this or not and so i yeah i owned up to it and i got fired same same here yeah um especially because sarah was also for this whole season trying to tell you about like i need a husband because if i go back to high garden i'm basically just a bastard again no one here knows i'm a bastard except for you and marjorie uh if i get married i'll just take that name and then i can throw the whole rest of it behind me right um and mira doesn't really have anything going on <laughs> in that same kind of way uh mira's got some business deals that she could do basically anywhere except right. where well she ends up going yeah boy sure enough yeah um so the lannister guards are all trying to catch mira after that because remember you killed one or um i guess does it end up dead no matter what the lannister guard who tries to kill you because i tried to save tom right and uh, um hmm. So, yeah, I stabbed him with the knife. Yeah, I did, too. I think the Lannister guard might just die no matter what. And I don't think Tom right. dies there. Um, I don't think so. Yeah, ever. So, like, even if you like, leave like Tom there, I think Tom, like, fights him off and stabs him. May yeah. Himself, maybe. That, maybe. That makes sense. That would be my assumption uh, based on the fact that at the end of this episode, you get thrown in jail. It's revealed that Lord Morgren, who I don't think we've said a single word about on this podcast, even though it's kind of a cool character. Um, yeah, he kind of tricks you into thinking he's friendly and then he's so not. Yeah, he's the one that has said to Mira, like, what if we work together uh, to sort of make a cabal of Ironwood traders? So Tyrion has to pay a higher price. And uh, it turns out that while he was doing that, he was also ordering the Lannister guards to try to kill Mira. Uh, right. So that he, he could do that to get the lo uh, the higher price and be the only one getting that price. Right. Boy, what a twist. What, is, what a twist, Lord Morgren. Uh, so you get thrown in jail by the Lannister guards. Uh, Morgren comes around and says, hey, look, I'll, I'll make you an offer. If you marry me and it's not going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be real bad if you marry me and it's a bad one uh you can live and we'll put tom on the uh the axe block instead of you if you don't you can just go ahead and die for this <laughs> and so uh, which one did you choose mitchell wolf so i didn't i didn't think the choice was balanced uh, I did like this choice a lot. It gave Mira a lot of uh, the feeling of agency. I felt like Mira's Heavy in sticks. charge of her world for the first time. Right. Um, but I chose I chose not to marry Morgren. And Mira, Mira dies. Yeah, she, she didn't have her head on. Yeah, at the end, she didn't have her head on. And um, yeah, I don't think this is an entirely balanced choice, but I still like that. Because if 
it had to be like death or a loveless marriage where you don't get any choices at all at anything for the rest of your life. I think that's balanced. But then like the extra bit of throwing Tom on there and Tom has to die. Um, it's like, okay, well, I'm, it's no longer balanced. I'll just die. Right. It makes that feel worse. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think Mira would be. I, I, I guess that's the, that's the story of Mira, right? And that's that's why it feels satisfying to me. You don't like this. I, I, I don't. Well, here's the thing. I'm I'm kind of of two minds of it because I think. Here, can I do a spoiler for one of my segments yeah. later in the episode? This is actually probably my golden moment just because I've never had to just have a character accept death in a telltale. I've never had to be like, click on the the stump to get your head cut off. <laughs> um, yeah. I thought, I thought that was kind of fun. But yeah, it, to me personally, it just felt like, okay, well... This Mira story, what was accomplished with it? None of this felt like a, a it, it felt like a big waste of time, in my opinion. Even though I had fun with these characters, I it, it to me it felt unsatisfying. But but you dis- disagree. What are your thoughts? Well, like yeah, if if the show was going to keep going or the game, if the game was going to keep going, I think I would have felt the same way of like, why did I spend six episodes in King's Landing if. Like, that's not central to the thing. But because this was the amount of Game of Thrones Telltale ever made, and I don't assume they're ever going to come back to the story. (laughs) Uh, They might, maybe. I don't know. Probably not. Because of that, I feel that this was pivotal in the game trying to explain how the poli- the world of politics works in in uh, in in this world which i think is right. what the game what the whole series is all about and with mira it was like it it was cersei and and marjorie telling people telling her throughout the series like hey if you play the game if you play the cards you're dealt in exactly the right way you can go from being murdered unceremoniously to being the right hand of the queen. And that is the range that we can achieve here. Because if Mira throws Tom under the bus, if Mira throws Sarah under the bus, sacrifices all the people she's ever cared about, she can still be employed by Marjorie and alive. <laughs> those are two good things. Yeah, those are two great things. But she has to throw Sarah and Tom, like, way under the bus. Tom especially so, I would say, yeah. more than Sarah. <laughs> I, I would probably agree. Um, so it it comes to, like, it comes to a head. It has to show you, like, if you are going to be a true capitalist in this world, that means you need to be fine doing morally gray or even black and white <laughs> bad <laughs> things. Two other people in order to get ahead. And the game right. is the whole King's Landing bit is a test of like, okay, Mira, you want to do the best for your family. You want to work out what's the best for your family at any given point. Uh, the best thing you could do for your family is to stay alive and stay powerful. But it would require being a bad person, like a fully <laughs> bad person. 
Right. But a very pragmatic bad person, like a bad person who has a lot going on. And uh, you're you're given that choice at the end. And I, I decided Mira's a good person. And she died. <laughs> she sure did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can I can definitely see where you're coming from. It, it 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 just didn't for me personally maybe if i was more like into what game of thrones is mm-hmm. i would be more into it but that that's the thing here i don't like game of thrones <laughs> yeah that that has been that has come up so i feel like that probably colors my opinion of it a little as well but i i totally get what you mean yeah, but I, w- I was thinking about, like, how how much range Mira's end can have. And it probably is the most out of everyone. Um, right. Mira can be alive and powerless, but, like, go back to her family. Mira can be locked up with Morgren. Mira can die for um, Tom. Mira can, while she's dead, could be remembered fondly or not fondly by either the Foresters or uh, the Tyrells. Marjorie's house is the Tyrells. Um, Right. So, like, between all of that, you can really steer that direction, that ship, in the direction that you want it to go. And uh, I think that stuff's cool. I think that is is neat. That's, like, I, I wanted even more flexibility from like how far these characters can go from the mm. beginning, because something that George R. R. Martin has said in interviews and stuff is that he, he's a writer in his creation of characters. He makes the characters and sets them up like a, like, like a chess puzzle where the characters are just in a situation. How do you play it out? And like he, he's described his writing process for plot as pretty hands off. Like he, he says, well, I have the characters in the positions that they're in, and then they do <laughs> what they want to do. Uh, Good voice. It's his voice. <laughs> uh, he's he's a he's a jolly old egg of a man, George R. R. Martin. <laughs> I, I recommend his interviews a lot just because he's he's fun to listen to. Um, but he so he's he's talking a lot about like it's sort of systemic. It it just kind of plays off. Um, in a very physical way. If you put this character who's very power hungry next to a character who's going to be very weak, the power hungry one will absorb the weak one just because of the nature of these characters. Uh, so like, it really is about the, the political game that they're playing. And uh, the, the video game of game of Thrones, if interpreted in a way that's like, um, the, the 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 most faithful to that core idea mm-hmm. should have like okay if the character's me i can do anything i can i can really take this character in any direction i want and garrett's felt very railroaded and uh roderick all over although um roderick and asher their their story in this episode feel felt very like open-ended oh it can go a lot of different ways depending on what you do in this last episode every episode leading up to this felt very uh a lot more it's just gonna happen a certain way right yeah um so so to me like the mira stuff is, is kind of like this proof of concept of like ooh, if everyone did th- had this much flexibility 
and it could really end any way that you think is narratively satisfying, then that would be that would be a cool game. And I don't really think they got there. And that's that's a, a risk that you take when you make a video game for like mm-hmm. five different playable characters. Because that's how true. Possibly, how possible is it to really get there for everyone? You barely got it for Lee in Walking Dead One. Yeah. And even then, there were moments where it felt like okay, like Carly isn't supposed to be alive right now, so she's not going to do very many important things, and then she's going <laughs> to die soon anyway. Yeah, it's like uh, was his name Nick in season two? Yeah. Yeah, Nick. It, Nick really felt like that. Like at least Carly was contributing. She had some good lines here and there. Like it felt like she was still part of the game. But Nick, as soon as you don't let him die, the next episode he's not saying anything or doing anything. Yeah, I I'm really leaning into the idea of like maybe the Michonne season length is actually perfect. Maybe Michonne yeah. being three episodes because Michonne I don't think ever felt that way. I don't think so either. And I mean, that's, that's you, your stories would have to be a lot shorter. I think it would be a yeah. case by case basis. But it's not uh, like Michonne is my favorite Telltale story at all. But it uh, on on like that technical narrative skill level of just presenting these things as nonlinear experiences that you can just go through. Uh, I think it might be the most proficient one. Right. Yeah. Ophelia. Um, yeah, so that's Mira's story. Uh, yeah. Did you, did you regret any of your choices as you saw Mira's head no. topple to the floor? No, like, I, I didn't think it was satisfying, but I felt very strongly about the choices I made. And I do think it's kind of ballsy to have the character's death be a choice you can make. Yeah. But I don't know. It, for me, it just didn't really come together to anything super interesting yeah because like as you're walking slowly up to the executioner it's just happening very very slowly <laughs> and i'm thinking if anyone wants to step in and do something you're totally put in the position of starting to expect a deus ex machina right yep, uh, but it never comes yeah it, it does not come you're you're uh like walking to the executioner's block then like up the stairs and then you're given an opportunity to say some last words and then you need to click on the the axe block to put your head down on it and then it just happens and during all of those moments all of those like little okay can happen a little differently here you're thinking is there any way <laughs> is is there any Sarah here? you want to say something yeah because like this whole episode you've kind of had this thing of like oh Cersei's on my side Cersei's actually a little bit on my side. Uh, Mira, yeah, Mira keeps I saying that. I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, yeah, especially because Cersei's like a bad guy, mostly. Uh, the right. fact that she's on your side is a little novel and, and fun. Uh, but Mira keeps bringing up with like Lord Morgren and Marjorie, like, hey, Cersei's on my side, you guys. This is She's not going to like this. And she never comes. Yeah. Because she's not really on your side. If you're in play, she'll make an alliance with you. But she'd rather not see you in play. Exactly. Um, and that's yeah, ballsy. It's ballsy. I yeah, if some yeah. if a Deus Ex Machina happened, I would be very mad. Actually, I think it was <laughs> it would be unearned. Right. No, I I agree. It it for me, it's kind of a catch twenty two where I don't like this, but also I don't think I would have liked that either. 
Yeah, maybe you're just better off having never met Mira. <laughs> well, I liked my time with Mira. We had some great, I would say some of the highs of this game are with Mira, but I think that's part of what makes this feel flaccid for me. Even, even though I do feel strongly about the choice I made, like I wouldn't choose to marry this guy, fuck off. But it, it just kind of amounted, like you're doing so much in the other episodes with Mira, and then she just dies, and then it, it's over. And... Ooh, Dustin. Ooh, Ooh, what? Should we rank the five playable characters? And the, not just the characters, but the time you spend as them. Ooh, that's not a bad idea. Okay, who is the bottom for you? Um, I think I have I mean, to go Garrett. Garrett below, uh, what's his name? I already forgot the guy you play as in the first episode. Oh, Ethan? Does. Ethan, that's it. It, I, it was it was just one episode, but I thought that was a really strong one episode for Ethan. Um, right. So, yeah. Mm. I I guess well see I like I feel like I like the Garrett stuff a little more than you did. Yes, uh, for I me it worked uh, up until the end where it just kind of stopped. Um, yeah, I think I would have to put Ethan at the bottom. Just I would have liked to have more time with him, but like I just got to put that one at the bottom by default since you just barely get any time with him. But I do agree with you that I thought it was good. Yeah, it was good. It was. Uh... I it was a strong first episode and a strong introduction to like the uh the kinds of cause and effect that you're going to be putting forward with every character in the game. Right. Then then I would put Garrett next. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> um <laughs> even though even though I did like his stuff more than you did, it wasn't like my favorite. I was never like, "Oh shit, cool, we get to get to the Garrett stuff now." Yeah, I'm I'm thinking I might even put Asher under Ethan. Ooh, see, I liked Asher a lot. You know lot. what? Yeah, I think that's fair. So Ethan and Garrett are fourth and fifth. We disagree, but that's fourth and fifth. Third, I would put Asher. Yeah, I would too, even though I like what they did with him. There were parts, I, I really feel like the way it played out <laughs> kind of mm-hmm. soured me. The stuff with Daenerys, and she's just like, actually, you don't get my army. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and like, even even though I liked what we were doing with Asher, it felt like we were there for like so little that it it Dude, just I couldn't felt like feel we were there as forever. <laughs> it was, I felt like we were barely there. I think part of it was like I felt like we were there forever, and the amount of time that we spent in Essos actually getting the army only happened in episode five so like yeah. the entire bit that we were like there to do and we were really focused on it it's not like we were doing side quests or exploring other aspects of vessels it was that mm-hmm. it, it just like all happened throughout the entire season and really only came to a head in episode five it's and- funny how we feel different but come to the same conclusion because i feel like we really don't have that much time with like Asher and Beska. We have a little bit, but it felt like so minuscule compared to everyone else. But I do also think that hurts it how it feel even though I feel like we were not with Asher that long, it still feels so drawn out to mm-hmm. me and you don't even get the army. So you don't even yeah, get the I, army. 
You don't even get it. So yeah, I also put him at 30, even though I really want to rank his parts higher than I can. Uh, I would put two Roderick and one Mira. Uh, it's, it's, this is where it gets very hard for me because I feel like in general, I'm not as into that, like setting or that part of Game of Thrones that Mira's part is kind of all about as you are, but also that has some of the highest highs of the game. Mm -hmm. Like the stuff with, (laughs) with Sarah, the stuff at the party, those are great. I love those. And and well, I kind of I kind of feel the same way because the Ironwrath setting is, um, well, one, it's like the only completely original setting that we go to, and right. I love it. It's this weird forested castle. It's very cool, and mm-hmm. um, like doing small house stuff is a is a cool vibe in Game of Thrones, where where like yeah. you're, you're one of the minor houses, but you're you're a major minor house, and. Uh, <laughs> It, it it just is it's an interesting thing um but right. like there it didn't really in, until this episode do a lot with it compared right. to like mira or or even asher uh so i think i gotta rank it lower for that for me but i would understand if you reverse those I'm I'm so not. I think I gotta put Mira at number one just because her parts were just so good and stood out to me. Even though I'm okay. really not okay. that into that setting, um, but yeah, like the parts with Mira that were good were probably my favorites in the whole game. Whereas Roderick, I, I thought Roderick's part of the story was very important and I liked it, but it's more consistent. Do you think like it's, it's, that if the game go kept going, if the story kept going, um, if you were still Mira's handmaiden and Morgan tried to marry you and you put Tom up on the block, that you could use... Or, or sorry, if Mira was still Marjorie's handmaiden, I mean. Um, mm-hmm. Could you use Marjorie's power to get you excused from this betrothal? And, and so, like basically end up scot-free? So that is a good question. That's another uh, telltale won't let you do it thing. I was thinking that with the choice of choosing to marry him, I could just be like, okay, he'll get me back to Einrath. Then I could just say, oh, you, you know what? Uh, actually, this guy uh, sucks. Yeah, uh, I just got to whisper in Roderick's ear and then Roderick will stab him a lot. Yeah, but telltale doesn't let you have that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that, telltale doesn't want you to have that. <laughs> okay yeah i i i'm on board with that i think ethan the 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 per capita bit that you get of ethan stuff i i like a lot more than garrett's stuff so i would put that higher but i feel I get yeah. the other way yeah i get where you're coming from i feel like part of it is also i had finn with me so it felt more like mm. oh we're a ragtag group of uh wall deserters who were you know, really on this journey. And I, I kind of liked that. I kind of liked uh, Garrett's part in general. I feel like if you had, e- if you were Ethan longer, well, that's a weird thing to think about. If you, if you were Ethan longer then this story might've played out differently entirely, but uh, yeah, if you find yeah. out Roderick was alive, do you sacrifice the Lordship to Roderick? <laughs> Like oh, you're, you're man, Lord I Ethan, I, I kinda, but Roderick comes I back. I kind of like being alive. the Lord. Yeah, like shit. I kind of, I kind of got used to this. Yeah, 
I think Ethan would give it to Roderick because Ethan doesn't want it that much. That wasn't yeah, my Yeah, he was forced into it. I mean, they were all kind of forced. It, Roderick didn't even well, seem true. to want it that much. <laughs> right. Um, but he, he rose to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 How do you feel? Okay. So we've talked about the, the Garrett story, the Mira story. Uh, Ash is dead. Ethan's dead. It's Roderick time. The main, right? The theoretically, the main story of the game. Well, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Before we get to Roderick, can I bring up one last thing about Garrett? Yeah. Did, I totally space on this, but uh, so the part where you're being attacked by the um, White Walkers in this episode, um, and Gregor's bastards are helping you out with their uh, uh, zany magic powers, um. This part especially felt very Walking Dead to me, partly because, so, in the last, was it the last episode, or, I forget, but uh, Finn was killed by the I think that was last episode, for me, it didn't happen at all. It never happened for you. But for me, Finn died due to them. In this episode, he comes back as a White Walker and attacks you. And I was just thinking, oh, this cool. is just this is just Walking Dead. Get out of here! I don't. Oh, you don't like that? I thought. I mean, yeah, that's. I mean, that's what happens. If, if it were just this, I would. I had played. Then I'd be like, "Whoa, that's cool. That's crazy." But I've done this so many times. <laughs> yeah, we, this is this is. We've this seen is a loved one come back. Yeah. Yeah, this is Bree in season one. You kill her, you see her get killed, and then she comes back as a walker and attacks you. Who's I'm used Bree? to it. Bree, the um she goes with you to Crawford. She was like the cancer survivor who yeah. and then she dies when <laughs> yeah. he reaches through the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot I almost forgot about Bree. <laughs> How could you forget Bree? No, I totally get forgetting Bree. But it yeah, it it just didn't hit me like they probably wanted because it's it's all so tiresome. It's going to be weird <laughs> for people listening to this podcast. And because like they can listen to an episode where we're like, dude, Brie was so funny. And then <laughs> listen to this episode and I do not know who Brie is. Brie was so fucking funny, dude. We might have said that. I don't know. <laughs> no, if I remember right, neither of us cared about Brie. I think that it, it was funny the way she was written. To... It, it it was very funny the way she died. How she... yeah, <laughs> how she was she was like uh... she was taken out of the equation in an unceremonious and kind of slapstick way. Yeah, like <laughs> like right beforehand, she says like I I don't want to die. I'm never I'm gonna live forever or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And then in <laughs> dude, then Brie was so funny. <laughs> she was always she had such funny quips. <laughs> laugh riot bring back Bree. <laughs> uh hashtag bring back Bree. the yeah. three b's you can anyone can come back in a telltale game <laughs> oh man i just i just wanted to bring that up because i forgot yeah okay so roderick's story um yeah i i had a feeling you would not like this but this was the one i thought you wouldn't like i didn't know if you'd care about the other ones um, I feel the same way about all of them, kind of. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just because this one felt a little more. I don't, I don't even know the words I'm looking for, but this one didn't bother me as 
much. I do think this one was the most like mathematical. It like we were leading to this point and we got there. Right. And of course this is what happens. Um Long story short, it's time. It's time for the White Hill invasion. And right. uh the foresters lose a lot. Yeah. They lose bad. We can Yeah, like real bad. We can kind of win. Um, <laughs> so, so at one point, uh, Beska and Roderick together, which is an interesting pairing. That's kind of fun. Um, they sneak into the White Hill camp and they see Ryan, your youngest brother, who you have definitely forgotten about a few times while playing through this game. <laughs> um, be... Uh, they they say okay go kill Ryan I'm done <laughs> I'm done with Ryan and uh, Fuck this. Griff Whitehill the 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 kid the not the kid like the fourth born he's an adult but right. uh, the son of Lud he goes and he's about to kill Ryan he's about to take Ryan away and kill him and you can go get Ryan or you can go after Lud Whitehill and you've had this conversation a little bit already of like if you go after the head the snake will die. There's probably a right. better way of saying that. If you cut off the head, the snake doesn't go. How do you say that? What's the <laughs> phrase? I don't know. I've never had to use it before. That sounds right. Kill the snake at the head. That's where its life is. <laughs> On account of the brain. On account of the brain. Hey, how far up the snake do you have to be to cut off its head? Like, if you cut off just the <laughs> tail, is that it, that's cutting off its head. You know, yeah, that tail's that tail's like a neck. Yeah, huh? <laughs> Lots to think about hmm. today. But uh, so, did you go after Lud or did you go after Ryan? I went after Ryan. It seemed like yeah. up until now, it, it just seemed like I'm always making him say, "We gotta go after Ryan. Ryan's the top priority." Yeah, so I did the same thing. I went after Ryan, and um, if I went after Lud, I think that like theoretically the the white hill house falls but like the forester house still also falls do you want to know how it goes i read what happens oh what happens um so i'm going to simplify it okay because i only kind of skimmed it i don't know like all the fine details but basically you get to poison lud white hills drink that's so slow we have swords right but the thing is you don't count on uh uh, Lady Forrester also being thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, so uh, she also drinks the poison drink. And Roderick's just kind of like, oh, whoops. So, so like, you accidentally kill your mom there? Yeah. Um, so does, That's the does gist Iron I got. Rath that could be fall? wrong. I didn't. Um, from what... It, it sounds like it does, but also... Yeah. Iron Wrath falls. Does like does well. Griff take over? Oh, I don't know. That might be a good question. I didn't. I didn't really look into that part. I just saw that uh, Lady Whitehill is gonna die either way. Yeah. So like, really, what the choice comes down to here is Griff is gonna go get Ryan and probably kill him, and you need to save your brother. On the other hand, killing Griff will not stop the White Hills because Griff is not in charge of the White Hills. Lud is in right. charge. So if you go get Lud, and you can really only do one or the other, if you go get Lud, you can kill him now. 
and I guess also your mom is there <laughs> for some reason. In in my game, uh, the mom died a very different yeah. death. Yeah, same. Why was she there? Like in the middle of the battle? Yeah. Because uh, they wanted to kill her off, I guess. I don't like that. I don't like that. <laughs> If she, That's if, what she gets for killing all them birds. You can't lie about where your characters are just because you want to surprise the player. <laughs> you can't do it. Right. You can't skip lunch. <laughs> Whose bag is this? Um. Okay. So, I mean, I, I do like that choice, though. The the right. choice between having to uh, like go after what will end this war or go after, like the person you care about dying from this war. Yeah, I wonder if they just straight up kill Ryan if you go the other way. I have I think to they imagine do. they do. I th- yeah, I I have to imagine they do. And I have to imagine that Griff doesn't die and that Griff takes over Ironrath. Man, Griff sucks. I'm glad I got to kill him. Yeah, I'm glad I got to kill Griff too. I don't feel you bad. You know what? That was I feel good about that choice because it was funny killing him because he's just crying like a little baby the whole time. Well, you know what? I okay. So I I felt really bad through the um the Roderick stuff because like Elena Glenmore's there, your your fiance for me, right? <laughs> Rub it in, boy. Hey, I still got to sleep with her. She she's like screaming for Roderick and then like pulled off camera by a White Hill person, and then yeah. Duncan says she's gone, Roderick. She's gone. <laughs> she's right that we could save her. No, forget about her. Well, I mean, she's. You, I don't think we could save her. I'm sure that as soon as she was off camera, a sword went through her face. But like, right. yeah, that sucked. And then, mm, uh, it, and then your mom got a sword through the huh? stomach. And Duncan yeah. was attacked, and Talia was attacked. Uh, although later in the post credits, you do see that Duncan and Talia survived. Right. Yeah. Um. Bummer. Yeah. Bummer. But like, I don't. I don't feel good about this either. But I guess it just felt more. I don't know why this doesn't bother me as much as the Mira or the Garrett stuff. Um, yeah. I, I I don't know why, because it really is very bleak. I, I mean, I don't like it's it. Ve- it's I very still... bleak. It's very sad. Um, I think I didn't like it. I, I think that's part of what made me really dislike this episode was you're just kind of in a bad place the whole time. Yeah. Like, like yeah. it's fine. I get that, you know, Ironrath can fall. But just that on top of Mira dying and just Garrod fucking off, it, it it just felt unsatisfying as a whole. So here's here's what I found out about the different endings you can get. Ooh. Have you looked into this at all? I, I think I looked into what you're about to say a little. So a big part of this episode def- uh, depends on whether, whether you have Roderick or Asher, right? Um, right. Mostly because of Gwyn Whitehill. Uh, where Gwyn is not that much of a presence in my episode at all because uh, Asher was already dead. Right. But if Asher's alive in that post credit scene where Duncan and Talia find Roderick like barely alive on the ground, uh, if it's mm-hmm. Asher, it's not Duncan and Talia or Roiland and Talia, it's Gwyn and Talia. So Interesting. Gwyn finds Asher and Gwyn's like, Hey, we're going to get them all back. <laughs> we're going to prank them even harder. <laughs> My dad will see 
reason. <laughs> this is jackass. I'm going to slap my dad so hard. We're acting crazy out there. That's crazy, Quinn. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's one ending. And then the other ending is uh, Beska riding off holding Ryan. Right, yeah. And that doesn't happen if you don't have Ryan, just straight up. And even if Mira lives, she's not in the post-credits, so uh, there's nothing for her. But, like, there, there, there's such an open story here of, okay, the White Hills killed a bunch of the foresters, basically all of them, except for uh, your sentinel, Talia, Roderick or Asher, and Ryan, maybe. Right. Low number. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> not, a, not a lot. Tom or Mira is still alive. And Tom or Mira are going to work at King's Landing continuously, probably, to, to bolster the Forrester household. They do not, in this season, ever explain why Tom is doing what he's doing. It sounds like he's being paid by someone very powerful who wants to see the Foresters succeed. It is not explained. That is a season two thing that did not happen. Um, right. So so one of Tom or Mira are going to continue working for the Foresters. Roderick or Asher. Uh, maybe Gwyn Whitehill. Maybe Ryan. Definitely Talia. Definitely the Sentinel. And Garrod, Josera, and Elsera are all riding south, maybe. They are for me. With a bunch of um, zombies, <laughs> I guess. Mind-controlled <laughs> zombies. Um, so between all of that, like... There's a good chance they're going to come back and like kick Lud Whitehill's ass, but they, it, it, you know, it's whatever. So much for that. <laughs> I I think that you could finish this story up in one episode. Do you? Would you have preferred that? Like, if we had one more episode after this? Well, I mean, it would depend on what they do with it. Right. What if it's just because if they do that and then they still just leave it open for season two, then it doesn't matter, right? Um, <laughs> right. But then you just have more to play. If they if they do a massive time, I would imagine like a five year time skip. Ryan's older; he's grown up as a rogue, being taught by Beska. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Garrett it, it has taken five years just to walk south <laughs> <laughs> uh, because it's so slow up there. And Elsra and Josra are just still being such weird little magic freaks. And uh, Mira and or Tom are trying to figure out the, the King's Landing way of life. And they're raising funds. And then all of a sudden they just m- launch this massive counterattack on um, Ironrath, which is now controlled by the White Hills. But it happens at exactly the wrong time. And they're taken down by uh like a dragon or something at the end of the proper game of thrones story arc right yeah man that's that's how i imagine it would go hmm what we never got those dragons we saw two of them we saw them what do you want with them (laughs) i want more of them okay (laughs) i feel like they (laughs) gave you them but you you just want more I just want more dragons. Fair. 
anything else we should talk about anything else we got to get into um oh uh there's a there's a very striking visual where ryan has to hold up asher's dead deceased head on a pike yeah I was like, that's not cool, man. Yeah, also, like, Lud Whitehill, that's your son-in-law, Asher. <laughs> Do you not remember yeah. that about Gwyn? Like, you really you don't forget? care? Forget, that's but never forgive. <laughs> yeah, that that part, I was a little like, gruesome. Yeah, it was, it was messed up to have Ryan do that. Ryan's going to be a hardened jackass <laughs> by the end of this, this kid's <laughs> life. Yeah. Oh, something else I liked. This is like a totally minor thing, but during the White Walker attack, I liked that some of them were like just skeletons. Yeah, yeah. They that that gave them a a new sort of look, a new flavor. Yeah, there's there's like a distinction between White Walkers and like whites, and um the night king is like a different thing entirely he sort of leads them and between all of that it's it's a little fuzzy about how it works but like yeah some of them are are like just dead bodies and some of them are more like the spirit of ice has taken form within (laughs) this dead body you're like okay all right yeah all right (laughs) that's cool man it's fine that's allowed that can be okay yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah. Do so you have anything else? I, I I should talk about the epilogue a little bit. The, in the epilogue, we okay. got all the the show characters because, um, I mean that's that's the I think a big problem with this game. They really overprize the show characters when they, I think they should be more focused on telling their own story. Um, right. But they have Ramsey, Marjorie, Jon Snow, Daenerys, and Cersei all talking about little choices the foresters made and uh if i I found this out from youtube if you were playing with a telltale account connection when that was still happening you got your percentages at this time and like every single sentence they were saying well i used to be able to trust garrett tuttle but now i can't and uh it it said like 41 percent of players lost john snow's trust (laughs) (laughs) okay go ahead no that's it like it like we we don't have those uh percentages but right um yeah for me ramsey laughed at ethan thought very little of him marjorie distrusted distrusted mira at first but then admits once i found out everything that happened i had a great respect for her Mm. uh john snow is disappointed in garrett didn't change uh ramsey pitied roderick he said oh this guy uh killed his own master of uh of war because he found out he would betray him i gotta see this guy this guy is such a broken little mess scrappy little guy (laughs) i pity him and then daenerys was disappointed at first with asher but then once she found out what asher did uh (laughs) she literally says he earned my respect but not my help (laughs) (laughs) just shrug sorry yeah it turns out i didn't help him (laughs) Uh, can you believe that yeah so that was my ending (laughs) um just because of how like systemic it is 
it needs to go in a certain order. And I think it would have been great if it like ended with Marjorie talking about Mira because it was like distrusted at first. But then I saw what she did standing up there offering her own life to save a friend. It was the I don't remember exactly what she says, but like she respected it a lot. And if I just right. ended on there, I could have been like, yeah, that was a that was amoral. That was a moral <laughs> that I could have. That is something that happened. Yeah, we could have stopped there. But then Jon Snow just says, I thought I could trust him, but I could not. Like, I guess right. I guess not. Sorry, Jared. <laughs> Sorry about that, man. That we... guess I'll just stay here at the North Grove. Yeah, I'm good. You want to end the episode? Yeah, why not? Let's segment it up. All right. Um, my choice cut. My choice cut. Ooh. is uh following griff to save ryan or following lud that's a good one yeah i felt like just in that moment you're deciding what's more important to you family or victory and uh that's kind of the 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 choice of the entire series um but in this one very specific moment they kind of lead to like okay it matters now so what's up <laughs> Um, so I went Come with, on. uh, I went with Griff and saved Ryan and I felt like that was a fun choice. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I feel like I would have been, I mean, I don't know how the other choice played out, but not knowing how it plays out, I at least feel like from a glance, I would have been satisfied with picking either of these, but I'm glad I picked the one I did. Yeah. Um, what's your choice cut? Uh, whether or not to marry Lord Morgren, it's, it's a good one. Uh, it's it's so. I feel so weird and bad because like this, Mira story is the one I got the most upset with. Just, I, and 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 like I said before, like I feel like I would have been upset no matter what they did. Um, but both my golden moment and choice cut tie into it. <laughs> so, w- so what's your golden I'm very moment conflicted. then? Uh, Golden Moment is just when Mira loses her head. That is mine too. Yeah, I, yeah that just, scene is very impactful. Yeah, and like I said before, it's just not something I've had to do in a Telltale game before. Just like, accept death and click on making this death happen. Yeah. Yeah, it's rough. What if I, what if I, what if I just chose not to click on the, on, on the little uh, slab and have my head cut off? I'm reminded of that scene in Earthbound where you're playing as who. And uh, you're in this weird meditative training kind of thing. And this demon accosts you. And this demon is saying, like, offer me your eyes. And you have to be like, okay. And offer me your arms. Yeah, okay, you can cut my arms off. You're in excruciating pain. Yeah, I know. Yeah. (laughs) Offer me your head. All right. And it cuts (laughs) off your head. And then, like, you wake up from the, the meditation. But you just need to do that or you fail it. Uh, you right. need to be okay with it and offer yourself to it, and that's just that's just what Pooh does real quick and Earthbound for a bit. What if uh, when Mira's head comes right off, uh, she she shoots up in her bed and she says, "What a nightmare!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she she's sleeping with Big B Wolf, and he goes, "Go to sleep. Go back to bed, Go honey. Back to bed. You'll wake Max." <laughs> What like Max from Seven Max just sitting in a chair? Yeah, in he's this in the other side of the room. Oh man, what a road trip that would be! Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they're and they're in the inn from Nelson Tethers, so like it's very oh, good. Oh man, it's actually that great. Would... <laughs> that sounds like the shittiest thing, but also I'd love it more than anything in the world. Yeah, <laughs> it's Mira Forrester. <laughs> <laughs> Any of these Game of Thrones characters showing up in a Texas holding game would be so funny. <laughs> was uh, was Poker Night two before this? I want to say it was. I think it was yeah, like right yeah, yeah, after. Yeah. I think it was a couple Dead. years before this. Yeah, that makes sense. But that would be funny though. Uh, Poker Night two came out in do 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 uh, about two years before this. Two and a half years before okay. this. Yeah, I mean, Poker Night 3, there's always a chance. Yeah, maybe someday. Maybe maybe someday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's our gold moment in our weekly guy. Uh, this was tough for me, but I gave it to Roderick. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah, what'd you do? What What was my choice? Well, first of all, tell me why Roderick. Go into your choice. Uh, I think that all the choices Roderick had to make as Lord of Forrester House uh, during... During the White Hill invasion, just like how, what do you actually do when you're leading an army do- during a war and like a small scale army where you're close enough to the ground that you're really making all the decisions in real time with the people that matter dying or living because of you. And Roderick uh, rose to the occasion in a way that I thought was uh, both realistic because he wasn't imperfect. Mm-hmm. But commanding of the respect and attention of everyone there at House Forrester, um, all of the pit fighters that Asher rescued that really don't have that much of a relationship with Roderick. He got them on their side, for me at least. Um, mm-hmm. So that that was cool. Um, the tactics that he had to work out with Beska uh, and Duncan and, and making it through watching his wife and mother die, that was very, very tough. Right. Um, and I, I think that he had a, a hell of a time. Last were had by all. And uh, he, <laughs> he just had a great one. Yeah, good for him. Those are very good reasons for Roderick. Um, I That makes me feel a little bad about my choice. What's your choice? So, <laughs> this episode put me in a bad mood. Uh-huh. <laughs> Did you say Love Whitehill? <laughs> No. Okay. Why would I ever say Lud White? I, he didn't even do that much. I in just this the, the way you were leading into this. Okay. What'd you say? I said the polar bear. <laughs> yeah. I, I just I just liked the polar bear. That was like the one part of the episode where I was like, you know what? I'm happy to see this. So so would you include Josera Snow with that? Like that's um, that is Josera. You know what? Josera. I feel like if if we got another season, I could see myself really liking their deal. Yeah. Um. Like, I, I can totally get into that. Did you notice but, that Elsra and Josera both have very long faces? <laughs> uh, I didn't. It never occurred to me. I would have to see them again. But I can guarantee you if I saw them again, I'd probably be like, oh, you're right. <laughs> well, we were kind of picking Ew. on the fact that uh, Lady Elena, Gwyn Whitehill, uh, the Mother Forester, Talia, and Mira all look very similar. Um, mm-hmm. Elsra, who has more reason to look similar than like Gwyn or Elena, very different looking. A very, very yeah. different looking woman than any of the other ones. 
Um, I don't see the Forester in them at all. Yeah, same. Oh, well, I don't know why I just said same. I just said I don't remember how they look. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, one of them's a polar bear. <laughs> and the other's a bunch of dead folks that are maybe being cool. puppeteered in a bloody way. Yeah, bloody that's not that's not nice, but I guess I get it. Well, if they're dead, then they're not feeling yeah. it. But if they're like, I don't, they, they really don't make it clear. Um, yeah, so, like it's different with Cotter because his sister's there. Mm-hmm. That feels uncool. But if, if it's just like people in your group and like everyone's kind of on the same page, then I guess it's fine. Well, it's, it's strange because, okay, so Elsera and Josera are not wildlings, but all the warriors do seem to be, they're like wearing wildling clothing, mm-hmm. like more caveman looking clothing, furs and stuff. Uh, so it doesn't seem like they were in their group. It just seems like they died nearby or something, or they were dying nearby. Um, yeah. Yeah, so maybe they're alive and they're just like blindly being puppeted by Elsera. Which is weird, because Elsera, like, doesn't give off weird vibes. She just keeps doing weird shit. It's, like, uh, (laughs) I guess that's how weird people really are in real life. But, yeah, if you pointed it out to her, you get the feeling that she'd be like, yeah, you know, it's weird. I'm I'm sorry, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it it really just comes down to... (laughs) Yeah. And and it and it comes. I do think if we got a season two, I'm kind of glad we didn't now. Like when we finished that, when I finished that first season the other day, I was like, if I had to play another one of these, I would be so in a much worse mood than wow. I am right now. Wow. Um, but at the same time, they could have built on like the Garrett stuff. Like we could we could have seen more go. It would have felt. It would have lessened the sting of this episode, I think. Maybe it's just because I know that we have more, but I'm thinking of like at least two other seasons that we still have to do that I want to play less than a finale to this. I would rather play a finale (laughs) to this than two of the other things we definitely have to do. Um, like CSI? Well, yeah. Okay, so the next CSI... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and frankly, I like I'm not that attached to doing another season of Minecraft. I like what we played of Minecraft and, and I, I feel good about it. I feel like we already got two seasons of Minecraft. Yeah, I think that's where I'm at. Like if it if that were season two, then it would be fine. But we basically got a whole second season and now we have more. But I, I think I would feel worse about it if it were as long as the first. But it's just another five episodes, whatever. Yeah, but I, mean, I get it's, yeah. I get what you mean. We played four, four, and now five. Like that, it's not that much longer than either of the two halves. That it, we just it's played. just that we've we've already done a lot of it. Yeah, we really we have. don't really we need really more. have done a lot of it. Yeah, I t- I totally get you. Yeah, um, so that's that's <laughs> Game of Thrones. Dustin didn't like it. I thought it was yeah, pretty good. I, unfortunately. We were saying Telltale usually sticks the landing, and for me, I feel like this is, like, one of the few times they didn't. But, like, up until then, I, it was kind of growing on me, like, a little bit. So I can't, I I don't think this is, like, a, a bad Telltale season, like, overall. I just wish it, for me, I wish the ending hit a little better. What can you do? I thought Wallace yeah. and Gromus was Gromit was worse than this. <laughs> Wallace and Gromus. Walder, Walder and Gromy was a little worse than this. 
not a little, quite a bit to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, yeah, you have your vendetta. I actually liked Wallace and Gromit well enough. I would have, I think I put it over Game of Thrones, but part Would of you play a season you, two of Wallace and Gromit? If I had to. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I didn't even play the first season. Over just I seeing what happens with these, uh, with this polar bear guy. I want to see what happens to this polar bear guy. <laughs> I don't know. I thought Wallace and Gromit was charming. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think part of it might be because you're also a bigger fan of Game of Thrones as Night P than I am. I I like Wallace and Gromit in general more I like, than I like. I like Wallace and Gromit in general a lot. I think the game just showed me how much I don't like the character Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> That's still my favorite thing to ever come out of this show. It's just he's so pathetic. <laughs> yeah. Imagine he wouldn't last two seconds in Game of Thrones. He wouldn't last a moment in Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, no, now that's something I would love to play they Wallace in Game him of Thrones. Up for parts. No, no. Imagine if through his buffoonery he just manages to survive everything. I hate it. I would hate it. <laughs> that would be my favorite thing to ever. That would be the best season of it, Telltale. It belittles like Mira's death so much. Like Mira couldn't survive <laughs> in this dog eat dog world, or <laughs> she Wallace chose to survive to... and like gave away her morality. But Wallace just like blindly, as a good person, Paddington Bear steps into like. <laughs> He's now the king. They just made him king. <laughs> imagine, imagine him at the beheading of Mira, and he's just in the crowd, and he's like, "Crikey, that's not good." <laughs> Father Gromit, and then he just leaves. He gets to live. <laughs> well, the, the executioner would ask Wallace, the king. <laughs> uh, the executioner would ask Wallace, "Should we execute her?" And Wallace would be like, uh, uh, "Uh, I don't know what to say." And then they do it. Because he yeah, didn't the, like the, the, he didn't say the easy thing fast enough. Because he's tongue-tied when it's inconvenient for anyone beside himself. It, it the the guy sucks. The queen has like a flower on her bosom and Wallace is too preoccupied to give to say no. Yeah, and like there's other people in Game of Thrones who just like walk around naked, but like this one he can't deal with it. <laughs> you just can't deal with this one. Oh man, I <laughs> I'm sad that that doesn't exist. <laughs> uh, I think Lud Whitehill really could have lived on Wallace's street, street though. <laughs> oh, with that voice, yeah, totally. With that voice and and just that character design. Imagine him just yeah. Imagine him in Ardman style, and he's just like walking. I actually very, am having like, a hard time not imagining him like. In Ardman style. I'm trying to think of what he looked like in the game, and I can't now. I just think of, like, the big Sean the Sheep eyes <laughs> on him. <laughs> oh, man. You, you know what? If that happened in this, I would I would love it a lot more than I did. I would have no notes. <laughs> Everything else could play out the same. And and I would just be like, yeah, well, well, because they did that, I feel seen. Yeah, so I liked it. Dustin didn't. That's the the bit about this uh, Telltale season. And uh, we're going to be moving on to another Telltale season that is sure to be... I was going to say more divisive, but that's actually not right. It's, go it's going to be yeah. less divisive, I bet. Yeah, I feel like we're going to be on uh, the same page. That's because we're heading into CSI... Ooh, what's the subtitle? Um... Uh, 
Um, it's not hard evidence. <laughs> deadly intent? Deadly intent. Did we do deadly intent? <laughs> I don't know. They're all the same. Uh, no, hang on. Let's look it up. See, telltale. CSI. I accidentally mistyped it due to my fat thumbs, and I wrote Telltale C-A-U. Yeah, that's not it. Um, let's I'll see. try again. Yeah. No, we did. We did Deadly Intent. Ugh. Uh, it's Fatal Conspiracy. That's the one I meant. Yeah, the 2010 video game. We're, we're heading back to the past to play some games that suck ass with uh, CSI, Crime Scene Investigation, Fatal Conspiracy. I feel like I should not. Um, let, let's just let's just point out. That's an AVGN reference and not something I actually feel. This game could be the best CSI right. game by a lot, I bet. Well, so here's the thing about it. From what I've seen, I've seen two different Telltale rankings. One was the best, top 10 best, and one was like just every Telltale game ranked from worst to best. And on the list of the top 10 best ones, just going off Metacritic rankings, um... This one was said to be the best one, but part of that was because it had two reviews. Um, huh. But it put it in that top 10. It has like an 80-something on Metacritic. But then I watch, um, I watch this other list. I think it was Triple Jump on YouTube who ranked every Telltale game right at the bottom. <laughs> Fatal Conspiracy was the worst one? The worst of them. Uh, wow. Even Three of Dimensions the of CS- Murder, huh? I I feel that's hard to believe because these CSI games only get better and they put the first one Telltale did as the best of them. Yeah, it's wrong. I mean, the, we, yeah, we that's did just play wrong, the worst right? version, so like we, we have a very interesting experience with it that might not be the way everyone else felt about it. Right. That's true. Um, who knows? Maybe it'll be better. Or maybe it won't. <laughs> I'm reading the Wikipedia page on the, the game. CSI uh-huh. Fatal Conspiracy corresponds with the 10th season of the television series and includes the return of Sarah Seidel. Ooh, they really got her, huh? They really got Sarah Seidel back. She's a fictional character portrayed by actress <laughs> Georgia Fox. Wow. That means, like, nothing could mean less to me than that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we we met her in the games. <laughs> she was in uh, one or two of them. Right. I mean, I you could be lying right now, and I'd believe you. And uh, Lawrence Fishburne has reprised his role, so he's still in there again too. Okay. So get excited for that. Uh, now, now, listener. Normally, what we do when we do a Telltale CSI game is we try to play as much of the game as possible in in one or two goes. And then bring it all together uh, for you for the podcast. So it might be a couple weeks instead of one week uh, before we're back in your eardrums. But we hope that you're as patient as we are excited to finish up the CSI branch of Telltale's history. I can't wait to be done with it. I can't wait to see what the very last case of CSI Telltale ever worked on was like. (laughs) <laughs> i think that they're gonna pull out all the stops for this last one it's gonna be a big crossover event from all their games there's gonna be pyrotechnics there's gonna be big big story moments there's gonna have a great summer and uh, yeah maybe 